You cannot estimate the value of a good reputation and a good name. You need to make those decisions early on in your life. The younger you are, the the earlier you begin putting together a good name and a good and godly reputation, the longer you have to build on that, and God will use that. Here it comes, a brand new day, but I don't know what will come my way. Rise or fall, your love will see me through it all. One opportunity and challenge like your word directs me to what's right and spurs me on right through the fight with the promise of new life. Good evening. My name is John, and you're listening to A Word with God, and I encourage you to open your Bibles to Ruth while we continue to go through and learn about Ruth in general. Or unless you have an e-Bible, and then you wouldn't be opening it. You'd be scratching your screen. Yeah, or tickling it, or what. I don't well, know what you're doing with know. your screen. But and you're doing and you really shouldn't be doing that in the car, because then you get one of those big tickets for distracted driving. Don't and do that. No, do not do that, and do not send us the ticket that you get by looking up on your e-Bible. Yeah, if you're doing that, you're, you you shouldn't be doing that. No, Let's just go with that. Ruth wouldn't do that. Ruth wouldn't. She wouldn't. She would stick <laughs> by the by the rules. She would. But Naomi might because she's ticked off. Exactly. You know, or we she give com- that poor she woman to God about it because yeah. even though she made the choice. Anyways, yeah, we're, we, yeah, we we're give locked. her a hard time. But you know, there's a real change in Naomi. Yeah. And we have, we're not there yet. And and you know what? I kind of holds out hope for me. That a person can go through, and we talked about this earlier, about the tough things, and you know what formed Naomi's character, what formed her response that we're experiencing right now, and and there is a way out. You don't have to stay there, and True. I think that's one of the big things that we learn in the big overall story of Ruth. And so I'd, I'd encourage you, as you're listening and watching and reading. Look at how Naomi is drawn out of where she's... And and, and really, because of the love of Ruth Mm -hmm. and Ruth's life, it begins to affect even her mother-in-law, who is in this really bad place. Yeah, the loyalty that she has, right? Yes. Well, and and it's interesting because one of the things that I noticed here was that... And I'm going to say Ruth specifically is going through a very major uphill battle. I mean, she, mm-hmm. she's a widow. Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm saying back then, yeah. that was, I mean, that's two major strikes against you. Right. Um, you know, and she should, you know, in this, mm-hmm. in this day and age, mm-hmm. she would have had a husband who was working. That's where she would have been, you mm-hmm. know, supported from that. You know, she's leaving her family, her friends, mm-hmm. her culture, the language that she knew. Yeah. She doesn't even know what, what kind of culture they have in this yeah. new place. Yeah. All the her only example of what the culture is probably like is Naomi. Right. Right. So I mean, she's got a lot of things against her, mm-hmm. and still, she's out there gleaning in the field. Right. Right. Trying to make a way for herself the way that that the, that this culture would yeah. allow her to. And and she's behind the eight ball because. The land that would naturally be hers through her husband mm-hmm. is it's it's been taken over by another and needs to be redeemed. 
And so here she is. Not only is she uh, with Naomi and have no income, her base that she should have had from her husband has been bartered away by her father-in-law before they left. And and she's in a real deficit position. Now, question for you, and I didn't I didn't think about this until recently, but why wasn't Naomi gleaning in the fields? Is it, was she not allowed to, or did she just say she probably thought to herself, "I don't really want to go to the food bank of our day," <laughs> and, and we don't know. It's not said why, but I mean, certainly, I mean, unless she's there's some physical thing that she can't. Um, the only thing we're left with then is. It's a choice not to work, not to, and, and whether, I don't know if you've been around people in depression or not, but that's mm-hmm. one of the leading signs of depression is this inability to engage in. Right. And, and it could be that Naomi was in, in that place where she, in fact, a friend of mine once said that she uh, had difficulty for three months. She couldn't, she didn't get out of bed for three months. Wow. Uh, because she just the the whole vitality and ability to engage was gone, and and who knows that maybe Naomi's in that kind of position. So it, we're either left with laziness, or and she's in this place where she can't. And we don't know. Yeah, and she has had so many things that have kind of kicked her down that she's kind of yeah. decided, yeah. or hasn't decided just because of how circumstances work yeah. to be down. I mean, it's easy for us to look there and say Elimelech, that that's no loss. Right. But for her, it was. She, I mean, assuming she loved this man, and, and then her sons, uh, Malon and Chilion, their dad, um, her life, her husband, her sons, mm-hmm. and, you, and you know, moms and sons. I mean, that, that, that close bond they have. And, uh, and here she is. And in her mind, she's left with these two girls, now one girl. Now she's back home. She's a laughing, in her mind, she's a laughing stock. She has, uh, she is, it's like God has put his hand against her. And I mentioned this in the message. You know, it's, it's, it's in, in her mind, this is, she's blame shifted it to God. It's God's fault. Right. And I mean, how many times do we see that? Well, and, and it's interesting to see that because when I was looking at Ruth, one one of the one of the parts that I thought for myself was just because you're doing the right things, you can't sort of equate. Well, I did the right thing, so God's going to have to do this for me. Yeah. It's not it's yeah. not a bartering no. system. No, but we're still called to do the right things. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even if even if life doesn't work for us in in the particular way, as long as we're focused on doing what God's will is for us, yeah. then we're fine. Well, let's get going in the message, and then at the end we'll uh, wrap things up. noticed the fallout of respect the first thing accept my provision this is Boaz to Ruth then Boaz said to Ruth he moves from asking about her to talking to her directly you do that don't you Josh don't you ask like you, you, you get to talk to a friend first and then and then after you find out kind of what the then, then you go like I'm picking on you tonight but that's okay so, like, that, that's what you do, right? And then you have to talk to your friend. And then you go and you talk to the person yourself after you've kind of got some introduction going on. Right. Okay. Okay. Then Boaz said to Ruth, listen carefully, my daughter. Look at term of kindness. He's treating her like, like, like a daughter. It's a term of kindness to a young woman. It's appropriate. It's an appropriate approach. 
Do not go glean in another field. Stay here. Moreover, in addition, do not go on from this one, but stay here with my mates, the girls that are working for me. Hang out with the girls that are working for me. It's some some safety here in, in, in numbers. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Continue to work with the women in my house. Accept my provision. Accept my protection. Indeed, actually, I have commanded the servants not to touch you. It was not uncommon that they would have to give sexual favors in order to glean in a field and not be driven out. It was, not a, it, was not a, it was a dangerous task that she was about. God protected her. God sent her to the right place. God put her on the heart of the man who owned the place. God's working all through this. He's offering her protection. This again speaks to his character. When you are thirsty... Go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Like, how is she going to draw water from a well? I mean, she's not, she doesn't travel with a bucket in her hand. Let the girls draw the water. You can drink from it. Verse 10. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground. That's, that's a sign of respect in her culture. She's not groveling. That was a respectful thing to do to someone who was kind to you. In our, in our culture today... Write a note, drop a letter, send an email, uh, kind of impersonal, notes better. Why have I found favor in your sight that, that you should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner? Humility, not entitlement. Thankfulness, modesty. Gratitude. Here's five things that that will bring you. It will attract goodwill from other people. Thankfulness, gratitude. We live in a nation in a time of ingratitude and entitlement. We have lost the common skill of gratefulness in expressing that to people around us. will track goodwill. It will lessen the backlash of a mistake made. All employees make mistakes. Every one of us has an oops. But if you're a thankful person of gratitude and modesty, your employer is much more likely not to get his bent out of shape. Number three, it opens doors for advancement. Think of Daniel from two years ago, how he handled the king's servants. What got Daniel in the position that he was in was his gratitude, his honesty, his thankfulness, and how the skills of how he handled those who were in authority over him. Fourthly, they go before you and open doors when you need a favor. I don't know if it happens as much anymore, but it used to be sometimes you'd get caught short before the end of a week. And it used to be you could go to your employer and say, can I, can I get an advance on my pay? Can I, get, can I actually get my pay on Thursday night instead of here's what's happening? A lot of times an employer would listen, have compassion, would be willing to help. In fact, I know one employer in London, a friend of mine worked... He went for a car loan, 
And, of course, they check your work records. He got called into Mr. office, and Mr. said, what are you doing going getting a car loan from the banks? You should come to me, and I will lend you the money for your car, and it will be no interest, and you can pay me a little bit out of your pay each week. He was always on time, always took overtime, always easy to work with, always lived his Christianity right out front to the point where it affected a non-Christian employer. Fifthly, it fights against idle gossip in the workplace. Your character will go before you, and it will shut down idle gossip in your workplace. Well, Boaz replied to her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me. It made his ears. This is their first meeting, and it's made his ears already. The buzz has gone around town, and her integrity has gone before her. And how you left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and came to a people that you did not previously know. Good decisions build up and laid down the pathways for the next ones. If she had not done that, she would have not experienced this. You cannot estimate the value of a good reputation and a good name. You need to make those decisions early on in your life. The younger you are, the the earlier you begin putting together a good name and a good and godly reputation, the longer you have to build on that, and God will use that. God will use it. May the Lord reward your work and your wages be full. It means full to overflowing. That word Lord there is Yahweh's name, and he's calling upon Yahweh to do that. From Yahweh, the God of Israel, under whose wings, wings in the Old Testament is a picture of protection. Boaz gets it. God has his wing around this girl. God's protection is upon her, and Boaz rightly picks out it's because of her integrity and how she's lived her life and made her choices. He's got it. Verse 13. Then she said, I have found favor. I found acceptance in your sight, my Lord. For you have comforted me. You've had compassion on me. And indeed, I have spoken kindly. You have spoken kindly, means with understanding, to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. I have no claim of your kindness to me, and yet you're being kind to me. Again, she's acknowledging. She's grateful, thankful. Isn't that amazing? Okay, here's the date, Josh. Here's how to get a date. Verse 14, at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here. Come sit with me. I, I, I don't know whether, you know whether there's a lot, how many people are around. I think probably a lot. Come here that you may eat the bread and dip your piece of bread in vinegar. Okay, like menu change though, Josh. Bread and vinegar. Need to talk to Torpakai. This lady can cook. And, and if you need a good menu to attract a good girl and, and to keep her, hanging around and coming to see, you need to talk to this woman. Bread and vinegar, Boaz kind of blew it there, I think. I, I really don't get that. So, he, so she sat beside the reapers, and he, that's Boaz, he served her. He didn't sit back. I mean, I mean, this is the kind of guy that opens a door. This is the kind of guy that probably seated her first. This is the kind of guy who's looking after her. 
Some good decisions there for young men. And she ate and was satisfied, means filled, to the root place where she couldn't eat any more and there was food left. Definitely Torpakai was there, some relative of hers back there. This is, this is, she's crafty. This is a first date and she doesn't even know it's a date. And, and yet he's like winning her heart and he's kind of like right out there. And, and, uh, and when she rose to glean, here's the gift he gives her. When she rose to glean, Boaz commanded his servants saying, let her glean even among the sheaves. Like let her go right into the piles of grain. And if any's kind of around the, like let her, like that's, that wasn't part of the deal. That wasn't part of Moses' command. So this guy's really got it bad. Guys do some very silly things when they're in love and they're kind of like, you know, really enamored. And uh, don't insult her. You treat her well. I mean, this is the boss saying to the employees, you, you just watch how you treat this girl. Also, You shall purposely put out for her from among the grain bundles and leave it that she may glean and don't review. So, so like, here's the bundles of grain all stacked up. Grab some handles and throw them out there for her. Don't let her see it. Grab some bundles, throw them out, so that when she comes by, it's like, oh, wow, look at all the grain on the floor. I mean, I don't think she was that dumb, was she? Like you girls, you know when a guy's kind of trying to play up to you and he's trying to get into your good side and, and, and he's, tr- you know, he's kind of maybe being ex- you, you guys know, don't you? You can figure that one out. Okay, so don't be too obvious, guys. You've got to be a little subtle here. So this is what Boaz is doing. He's being really subtle. And uh, here's some thoughts. Good character and kindness elicits the same. Good character and kindness elicits the same. It brings that out in other people. Number two, previous good decisions and righteousness have far-reaching implications. You do not know how, what it will affect in the future. Thirdly, good favor is a valuable... Get this, okay? If nothing else, hear this. Good favor is a valuable commodity. Store it up. Use it sparingly and use it wisely. Good favor. Your decisions will drive you there. The choices in life you make, how you deal with people. Well, begin moving, get noticed. The good fallout of respect and industry's reward. Verse 17, so she gleaned in the field until evening. She, she put in a full day. She put in a long day. Some of us aren't prone to that. Sometimes in life you have to put in extra. Sometimes in life you have to go beyond the normal I remember when my oldest son, I mean, he'd always heard me talk about baling hay, okay? And he'd never baled hay in his life, and, and it's like, you know, what? how hard can that be, Dad? And so one of our friends needed a guy to bale hay one day, and this guy had, okay, is, who farms here? Okay, difference between an international baler and a New Holland. 
A New Holland packs about a 60-pound bale. An International can bang at about 100 pounds if the hay is a bit tough. That's what he was behind that day. He threw up twice in the hay mow because he was mowing. And at the end of the day, the farmer's wife went out and finished helping him mow because he just, I mean, like, he just like, how do you do that? You can't do that. Nobody can do that. Well, industriousness has its reward. Industrious. So she gleaned in the field until evening, put in a full day, a long day. She worked hard. And, and if you're behind right now, if you're having trouble making ends meet, if you're, maybe you have to put in a longer day. It may be for a season. It may be for an amount of time. But you've got to be willing to do what you've got to do to get it done. So she beat it out, what she gleaned. So you, you gathered the grain, you beat it out, you threw it in the air, the chaff gets blown away. So she's gathered, probably to dusk. Then she's had to, had to clean the grain and beat it out of the heads. And so she's wandering home. I don't know what time, but probably not really early in the evening. And, um, and she gets a bushel. This is an ephah. It's about a bushel. Some, depending on where you are, some think it's maybe even up to six bushels, but that's just a little bit. That I can't see doing six bushels of grain in a day gleaning. A bushel's probably more common what, what it's thought of. So it's, it's amazing for a day's work. And if, I mean, if you've never done it, try it and see. You know, go out to some farmer's field and try gleaning and getting a bushel of grain at the end of a day. That, that's a hard, long day. And she took it up, verse 18, and she went to the city, and her mother-in-law saw that she caught Naomi totally off, like Naomi was home complaining to God. Ruth was out working. Naomi thought God had left them and that there was nothing but misery coming their way, and in walks her daughter-in-law with a bushel of grain at the end of a day. And it gets her attention. Make good decisions, and those around you who doubt about God, their minds will sometimes be, be kind of going, wow, what's going on here? She also took it out and gave Naomi what she had left after she was satisfied. Ruth shared, even though Naomi sat at home, even though Naomi, can you imagine living with the bitter woman? And Ruth in the kindness of her heart, shared what she had gleaned that day. You want to make an effect on your family? Don't withhold. Be gen- Even if they don't deserve it, don't withhold. Be kind. Be gentle. Be generous. Dad, sometimes we get into that. If we, our sons or our daughters are not doing what we think they should... There's a part of us that wants to withhold to teach them a lesson. Don't do that. That's a mistake. I mean, you don't have to give them the fatted calf, but be kind. Be generous. Be like the father in the story of the prodigal son. That's a good picture to keep in mind. And dealing with your children who are kind of running amok. All things being equal. Here's three things. 
there is an expected return on continually making wise decisions. All things being equal, there's an expected return on making wise decisions. Number two, begin to move in the direction that opens up. It may not, be, it may not end where you want it to, but it may open the doors to other things, and eventually you will see results. Thirdly, hard work and good character will garner goodwill. Here's the final thing. So many times people wring their hands and call out for God to intervene, for God to show them what direction to take, for God to make the right choice. In some cases, they want God or others to make the choices for them so they do not have to go through the hard process of choosing. There's a time to get moving. And Ruth knew when that time was. It's easy if I can get somebody else to make the hard choices. I I was talking to a guy not too long ago, and he just said, I I wish somebody would just tell me what to do. If they tell me what to do, I'll do it. Sometimes God puts us in those positions to grow us up, and making the right choice is very much a part of the growing process that God wants to do in our life. And so if that's the point that you're in, make some choices, get moving, and let God bring you to the place he wants to take you. Father, we give thanks to you this night. I thank you for this amazing story. It's a love story. It's a, it's a story of a friend. It's the story of a young woman making decisions in her life that will affect a nation. As we listen to her story, help us to pull out from it and find the places that we need to respond. Maybe tonight you you have a little bit of laziness in your life. Maybe you're the kind of person who kind of sits and waits for it to to come to you. And maybe what God is saying to you, you know, there's some things that I have for you, some places I want it to, but I need to see you moving. You need to get up and get moving. Maybe some of us have entitlement in our life. We feel we deserve some things. So Heavenly Father, help us to see that everything that comes our way is a gift from your hand that we do not deserve. Our very breath. But Father, you know And we lay this before you, and I would ask that you would touch the hearts of us, your people, and change us through your word. We give you the thanks, we give you the glory. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this evening. And again, we're going to continue going through Ruth next week. Mm-hmm. And we've got two more uh, radio programs uh, that we're going to be doing on three more, four more, five four more, more. Se- ten yeah, more, yeah. twenty more. No, no not so, quite that. So that was more. Romans. We have four more messages we're going to be doing in, Roman, in, in Romans. Romans and Ruth. This is a good one. So anyways, we're going to continue going through Ruth. That's the end result. That is the end result. So we'd love for you to join us next week for that. And as always, remember, don't end your day without a word with God. 